It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An intellectual carrot. The mind boggles. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Earth has had Santa Claus long enough. We will bring him to Mars. I've been afraid a lot of times in my life. But I didn't know the real meaning of fear until... until I had kissed Becky. One thing will be clear. It's not for man to interfere in the ways of God. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Earth vs. Soup, episode 128. I am Aaron Pollier. And I'm Darlene. We watched The Phantom Planet from 1961 today. 90 Minutes was released in December 13th, 1961, double featured with Assignment Outer Space, which we already We already done, have done that done. one, right? Um, I have seen this movie before, but I have seen it because it has been an MST3K episode. So that means, Darlene, you have likely seen it before, but do you remember seeing this outside of Mystery Science Theater? Uh, no. No. Um, we have a little bit of trivia for this movie. A little bit of trivia. It looks like a lot of the the sets and the um, costuming was reused from other productions. Um, the interior of the spaceship sets mm -hmm. the space suit helmets and oxygen backpacks and some effect, special effects was from a tv series man in space in 1959 cbs okay so and it looks like some of the sets might have come from voyage to the bottom of the sea as well um so that's a great way for movies to save money and I don't hold it against the movie for doing that. Um, it, it generally means you can use your budget smartly. Um, that being said, there's this is the first time we actually have an actor. Like, this is a first time for an actor to appear on screen. Even though you cannot tell that's who it is, it's Richard Keel in right behind, like, a, a big, thick mask and alien costume. You may know Richard Keel from such amazing films as, well many James Bond films, because he was Jaws in James Bond. Uh, the guy that had metal teeth and could eat through cables. Uh, that's where I remember uh, Richard Keel from. Uh, he, you know, very, very tall man. Clearly, they uh, picked a guy that could actually... From Detroit. Be, oh, he's from Detroit? Yep, he's from the, Detroit. He could uh, portray a very large alien. Jaws in James Bond. Yeah, that's what I already said. Um... We saw this on Tubi, and I guess there's two different versions of it. There's a color and black and white version. The one that's on Tubi is actually in color. So uh, let's 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 deal with the plot. I, believe it or not, believe it or not, unlike a lot of the science fiction films we've been watching lately, this had some good plot to it. It had some interesting stuff in it. Now, that being said, there's going to be things I'm going to talk about that don't work and that make no sense. But this actually had a little bit of, I want to say heart to it. A little bit of heart. But let's let's get into it. Darlene, are you going to disagree with me? Or agree? There's another place he was at. Okay. I dream of Genie as Allah. All right. 
then I've seen them in I Dream of Genie as well. Because I've seen every episode of I Dream of Genie like a dozen times. So there's like nuclear, there's a nuclear blast right away. And there's a voiceover that says, since the splitting of the atom decades ago, mankind has spread out into the cosmos. And it kind of goes on and on and on. Um, since this was in 1961, this is interesting. The movie actually takes place, the first the first uh, scenes take place on March 16th, 1980. Um, and there's a rocket on patrol very close to the lunar base. They say they're 21,000 miles out from lunar base, which means the moon is very, very large in their windows if they turned that way, but they make it out like 21,000 miles is super far away from lunar base, and this patrol has taken them very far away. Um, they end up they end up being on a collision course with an asteroid. And this is, this is the point in time where I realize I have to buckle up because this movie is going to be filled with garbage science. Well, the first thing I was doing was about the fact that they keep going asteroid planet, asteroid planet, okay, okay, asteroid okay. planet. See, they talk about the <laughs> phantom planet being a planet. It is not. It is an asteroid. It is not a spherical object. It is a lump of random rock but we're going to go into what it really is at some point but oh. it's not a planet regardless um the people in the cockpit in their seats start screaming about how they're under 11 g's of acceleration and they look like they're just kind of sitting there and and acting like they're scared not under 11 g's of acceleration no you'd be on the floor you'd be or squished wherever the force of G was coming from. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Have, did you notice that the sets on this are not set up properly for acceleration on a rocket? That they're actually, um, the floor is down the center line of the rocket. Oh, I did not get that one. The floor is down the center line of the rocket. Yes, it was. So their down would be the wall, not where their feet are. Anyway, there's lots of garbage science in this. Lots of garbage science. Um, yeah, you'd have deck to deck to deck to deck. And we also have to mention at this point, the rockets. The rockets are not safe for children. <laughs> the rockets, to me, very clearly look like vibrators with little wings on the back. And all the way through this movie, I was yelling vibrators in space. Well, I wanted at one point when they stepped out on it, I wanted to go, no step, no, no step. Because they're stepping on the wing. The little they're stepping on wing. the wing, little tiny wing. But you agree, <laughs> right? These things, they look like they actually use vibrators and just put wings on the back. Like, that's what they really do look like. They're even colored kind of like Except that, that even a doggone ro uh, Saturn rocket looks like. Well, this was a little more suggestive. Anyway, anyway, back on the moon, back on the moon, we go back to the moon and there is a general. And this is where we, is it a general? No, I said it was a general. His, he's actually a colonel, isn't he? He's a colonel, Lansfield. Colonel Lansfield. Um, it turns out that, this is smart, that the lunar base that is run by the United States actually has air force personnel on it now a lot of times they'll just be like a a random uh space force type organization but, but or it's the known, army it, it's known as the u.s air force space exploration wing yeah but it, it made it so okay it, so it, since it's 1980 it's only 20 years in the future it made it so they uh they could use air force stuff and get away with it in space like, it makes sense. We can use modern, quote-unquote, from 1961, Air Force uniforms, and um, they would look right. I they think would... they were using 50s Air... Those were blues. Yeah, but they were they were a little bit weirdly designed. Yes. And I can't remember where they changed it. Yes. And there's one thing that I think we need to also point out here, is that there are women on this lunar station yes. as officers. Yes, we, but they're all in communication. They're communication slash radar. Like one girl is on radar, but let's be fair. They are not like enlisted. They are actually, you said one of them was a lieutenant. Would have been a lieutenant. So credit where credit's due. Here we have women as officers on a 
military assignment off world. I think that's kind of cool. It's it's something that we tend to see think it's not a big deal because of Star Trek doing it in even like 66, 67, 68. But um, that was kind of a deal then. Like normally you wouldn't have women in uniform on one of these movies. No. Like they would be in some civilian outfit. Yes, but this film does write very sexist. Oh, yeah. We haven't gotten to the sexism yet. Oh, my God. So (laughs) here he is telling you how good it is about. I think it's a little progressive right in the beginning. Progressive, but it really goes. It goes downhill fast, fast. Okay, so back on the moon. It might be the authors try to project us as more. Um, more progressive, more and progressive than the egalitarian than the aliens are. Yes, um, that is also possible. That is very possible. Um, I can't say that you are wrong in thinking that 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 might be, but as ham-fisted as the sexism is, it's not really put forward as a parable. It's not really the main character doesn't come in and 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 say, "Oh, look at these regressive alien," you know. No thick brow neanderthals um, because it's not like it's not like the we'll get to it we'll get to it let's let's just keep with the plot because i think we're going to get distracted and talking about like the abject sexism that's in this movie a ship uh, uh two ships have already crashed or disappeared they said or disappeared disappeared and they they the the radar operator the the lady there i don't even know her name yeah says an asteroid appeared and then disappeared with no explanation there's no reason why it should have done this so they so the uh, the colonel requires uh captain chapman and his lieutenant ray how do you want to pronounce his last name mcconan mcconan yeah mcconan who are supposed to be going to a mars mission okay but that's getting canceled if they can't figure this out Okay, and that's fair. Like, hey, there's rockets disappearing. Um, so, we're losing skilled crew and officers. And all their ships are called Pegasus for some reason. Because they're on Pegasus 4. Okay, well, I guess the, the vibrator brand was Pegasus. That's my explanation. <laughs> um, Wouldn't it be more better? Unicorn? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Darlene says maybe they should have be- better been called Unicorn. Um <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Uh, so, oh, so the colonel says me. Chapman and McConan they need to go out on on um, on vibrator four and find out where this phantom planet is coming from or where the hell it is. It's somewhere around the moon. Okay, again, it disappeared twenty one thousand miles away from the lunar base. That scares me because any asteroid. Yeah. This, you know. This side of the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, if is, it's around the moon, that ain't problem. just near. Yeah, yeah. That's oh my god! Why did we miss it? <laughs> and it's a big, it's not like it's a small asteroid. That's the thing. Like they'll, they'll, no. they'll talk about how it is small, but it's because it's an asteroid. It's not a planet. It used to be a planet. Again, we'll get into that later. But this is not a small body. This is large. This is a dinosaur killer. This is bigger than a dinosaur. Killer. Okay, this it's is bigger bad. than the this dead. Is, this is a, this is a planet killer. Kind of I thing. just always imagined it as the dinosaur killer. Sure, and that's fair. That's fair. I, no, that, honestly, that's fair to to imagine it like a dinosaur killer. It's likely larger than that. But they but, look like popcorn. Yeah, all the asteroids in this look like popcorn. So uh, they decide they're going to go out, and I wrote down. They keep calling it a planet. It is not. That's in my notes. Then there's the magnetic mess. Okay, yeah. So the, the rocket ga- gauges. The rocket goes off course, and they say they're in, they have an entry into a strong magnetic field. Okay. And okay. it's messing with their gauges. And there's the the inevitable meteor shower that occurs. Now, again, we have talked about this before in science fiction movies of the fifties and sixties, that if there is a rocket that leaves Earth or the Moon, and they're exploring or going somewhere there will be a meteor shower. They will encounter uh, meteorites coming in to damage their ship because it puts in drama. Um, Quote, unquote, air air quotes drama. Okay. I I will say this. They did something that was a little bit different. They did dust. Oh, that's a little bit later. That's a little bit later, but I wanted to point out, because you were talking about the meteorites. 
Yes. And I was like... So they actually do a couple things different and interesting. So instead of just, like, going on and hoping they survive like most of these movies, they decide to actually turn into the shower's direction to present a low silhouette so they would get struck less. Smart. Okay. And they are taking hits, and they've taken propulsion damage, and they need to go on an EVA for inspection. And our genius expert pilots decide to go out on an EVA without... Both of them. Both of them. Without tethers or an EVA pack. Meaning, if they lose their grip on the rocket, they're dead. So what happens, folks? One One of them loses... The dust particles start hitting. Okay. Yep. And uh, it hits the captain's air thing. And Ray pushes them back into the... Yeah, and then... then they And they leave open the door. Yeah, but it closes later. No, um, not the door. The door to oh, the... Oh, the inspection hatch for the... The, the inspection pul- hatch. The propulsion. Because they yes. fix the propulsion. Uh, the cap- uh, captain... With a monkey Chapman, wrench. Yeah, with a big old honking monkey wrench. That makes sense. You know, you took meteorite strike damage, but a monkey wrench is going to fix your... And it's got all this, this giant chemical... venting. It's got all this chemical stuff coming out that could probably catch on fire. There's no oxygen out there. It's not going to catch on fire. I thought that's the reason why they didn't use metal tools. You don't want sparks. Right. But you don't want sparks because you might fry very sensitive electronics. So that's... Some- and, and they're not having very sensitive electronics because this is 1961 and likely everything is vacuum tubes. So big deal. Freaking strike away with your wrought iron wrench and, and, and hammer to fix your uh, broken didn't have Didn't have a hammer or I would have made the comment of, ooh, this is Russian technology. Just hit it with a hammer until it works. <laughs> Um, and that's not an insult, folks. That's actually like that's actually a compliment. Like you, if it, it, Russian technology, if it, if it's simple and it can be fixed by anybody, means that it's rugged and can just stay in the field with uh, with simple fixes, even if it's been damaged. Anyway, um, Ray ends up getting hit by a particle of sand moving at significant speed and getting knocked off the rocket and he dies with a quote for the Bible being like read over narration or something like that. Um, and I said immediately again, bad science. Uh, if he would have been hit by the meteorite, even like a, a particle of sand, right? He would have been a big, huge hole. There, there would have been a hole in him. He would, that would not have been funny. Like there would have been a hole through him. Well, the first one, the captain would have hit, got hit that way. Yes. And it wouldn't have just been his, the tube from his. No, it would have gone straight through him too. But cause I mean, remember they're, they're operating at orbital speeds here, folks. Like they're, they're running around after like hours of acceleration. Um, and if you know anything on, on Doctor Who, it tells you you're clinging to a, a planet that's going blah, 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 yeah. fat, or, uh, <laughs> that's going around the sun that's at this speed. And it's <laughs> so Chapman ends up getting drawn into the Phantom Planet and it's a big, big like chicken nugget. And unlike the other rocket at the beginning of the movie, he ends up encountering this huge gravity well. But again, he doesn't really do anything. It doesn't really affect him, even though he's, again, accelerating at like 11 Gs. And he's, he's just standing like, up. Eh, you know, big deal. And he's not feeling too good either. Yeah, because he's woozy from lack of oxygen from that air pipe being broken. But then a tractor beam comes out of the big chicken nugget and grabs the vibrator and sets it down on the surface of the nugget. I don't think it looks like a chicken nugget. It looks more like popcorn that's been put together. Okay. Like a caramel ball that didn't really get fit Okay, into. like a caramel popcorn ball that's been melted and eaten by, like, ants for a while. All yes. Right. Something like that. So, uh, Chapman comes out of the rocket in his spacesuit. He falls over and starts hallucinating hard. Yeah, spirals going around in circles. <laughs> he's, he's hallucinating. I'm like, wow. He's, he's tripping balls. And then uh, he sees, like, people walking towards him, but they're tiny people, and they're, like, knocking on his helmet, like... Hello, hello, como esta? And he starts tripping balls again and passing out. He passed out and got small. He got small because the helmet opened up and we're going to talk about this shit now. Because otherwise, 
people are going to go, okay, how did he get small? Like I, I still don't no, no, understand. I still don't understand it either. Okay, because Glenda the, the, Glenda good, the good witch, good witch uh, of Oz just... Okay, here, here's the thing. He shrinks inside his suit. His suit does not shrink. No, Therefore, it's... it is not an environmental issue. It's not a, a, a matter of the environment. Okay. Yes, that's but I'm that's saying. how they explain but it. But that's exactly how they explain it. Okay, now how they explain it is as follows. The, oh my God, this science is awful. Um, the environment of this planet has all of its matter compressed. Okay. So if a life form comes in contact with the air of this planet, they will compress to the size that is required to breathe the atmosphere of this planet. Oh, okay. Okay. So that means, I don't know what it means, folks. Okay. I need to even explain more here. There's your beer. Thank you. Darlene got me a beer. Cause this is, <laughs> this is actually kind of going to melt my mind trying to explain it here. I'm going to go. There we go. Okay. So, how this is happening, how this is happening, they explain it later on. We, we meet um, the judge, who is kind of also like the governor of this planet. Um, that's Sassam. Head sexist. And he's um, the leader of the people of Ranton. Rayton. Rayton. Okay, so Rayton is this phantom planet, this, this chicken nugget. How, why the air is compressed here. We learn later is that all the matter here is compressed and it's because all of the atoms that can, that, that make up this phantom planet, their electrons orbit closer to the nucleus. Therefore molecules and atoms are smaller. Therefore everything is denser. That's explains the high gravity, like the big gravity well, because everything's dense, so you get close to it. But they can control the gravity. Ah, but they can control the gravity, hence the tractor beam on the vibrator. But, but, they control the gravity via using the energy of the atoms of their planet. <laughs> I know, darling. And, and, and see, okay, hold on. We're not done yet. I know we're not done. And they know that this is not a good long-term energy solution because as they use more energy from their planet's atoms, the electrons continue to get closer to the, the nucleuses. Therefore, everything continues to get compressed. Now, how do I, I, does any of this make sense to you so far yet, Darlene? No, it doesn't. Now we're going to go now, you know, no, no, it doesn't. But now we start getting into me thinking, what the hell is going on? They're effectively creating a neutron star. Cause they're going to get worse. Cause their philosophy and their so social demographics is horrible too. I think, well, there's more women than men, right? There has to be. I don't know. I, well, I guess we don't know, but the way that it acts like there, there should be like a dozen women or something like that. Anyway, um, the women are all the, ju uh, the jury, the women are the jury in this planet, but hold on, hold on, hold on. There, when the electrons get too close to the nucleus, what, basically you're breaking down the fundamental basics of physics to do this. This is hardcore. You might actually end up getting into electron degeneracy pressure if you compress the electrons too close to everything. This is what happens in neutron stars. So basically what they are doing is maybe a, par uh, a parallel to Earth and pollution that we're wrecking our planet but they're wrecking their entire existence by basically ensuring that their planet will wink out of existence in a, in a pop as it becomes pure neutronium, including them. Uh, I know we've gone on a little bit of, and this of, is of a between, And this is between this, this asteroid is between the moon and earth. So theoretically it used to actually be the size of a planet. Okay. So why isn't it pulling the, the well, yeah, that, that's moon the into That's Earth. the question. That's the question. Is that this used to be the size of a planet. It is still the mass of, of a, a planet. planet. 
compressed into the size of something like an asteroid. Now, you, by the way, you people don't need to have all this knowledge this to just watch just, it. This is just me kind of pausing the movie and holding my head and, and going, I hurt. I hurt. If, <laughs> if you know anything about uh, science, this would make you bang your head against the wall. Because it, if, if this was an environmental effect, like they the explained, suit the suit would have shrunk too. But they explain it like there's air from Earth in it, therefore it won't shrink. But, but he they, was in the sh- suit. But he was in the suit, and they opened up the visor, so wouldn't the suit shrink because there's no air inside of it from Earth left? Because it's not like they shut off the air supply. The air, the air would have just vented out after a while. And if you had air from Earth pouring out of this open helmet onto the surface of the planet you would think that suddenly because of the way they explain it that hey you can go back to earth and you'll just grow back to your normal size because you'll be in the environment that all of this air from earth is pouring out dream of genie i know but it would affect all those people right outside the helmet as this air from earth is washing over them this is a rock that has little genies in it okay it's magic that's it's what magic. I kept on saying. It's, it's just magic. We, we've gone on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, a side uh, uh, trip Now, here. back to the society of this thing. Well, well, well during this trial. Wait, well, why is he put on trial? Because. It, he punched a dude. He pun- Oh, is it because he punched the dude? Yeah, he's like, don't don't screw around with me. I'm like naked. He's not really naked. He actually, his underwear shrunk with. Him. Yes, but he's supposed to be naked. He's supposed to be naked. And they pull him out of the freaking spacesuit. And he doesn't know what the hell's happened. Remember, he was just tripping balls. And then all of a sudden, there's all these people. like, And he's now not fitting his clothes. And he's naked in a suit. And they're having a fight in his suit. So he punches a dude. I don't blame him. Yeah, he's he's shocked. He's, he's confused. He's shocked. So he's put on trial and... for being a, uh, uh, being a dick. And so there's this judge. There's like a seneschal of some sort. Well, he is... The leader of the people. Um, I forget what they called him. I, I don't know. Does it matter? Eden? He's Judge Eden. He's Judge Eden. That's his name. But there was like a guy that like served alongside of him as well. No, he's Sesum. Sesum? The main person is Sesum. Okay, Sesum. He is the leader of these people. Okay, so then his seneschal must be Eden. Regardless, it doesn't matter. I don't know matter. who Eden is. They can be, we can name them X, Y, and Z. Here's the thing. They put him on trial, and here's where we start seeing the weirdness in this society. Remember that we started this movie seeing the U.S. Air Force having female officers in positions of power on the moon, right? Were there any women in the rockets going out? No, no, but there were female officers on the moon. So that, that says at least there's some sort of egalitarianism in human society slash United States society in 1980. But on this planet... Can I put in this one? Yeah. Uh, but on this planet, because they had robots and that that were fixing everything, You're jumping and everybody ahead two got two... You're jumping ahead two scenes. We're still in the trial, darling. We're still in the trial. Well, the first thing you notice is everything is not... There's only parts of this place that is actually man made man made or yeah everything seems like it's inside a cave inside a cave and even the floor is dirt it is dirt now there are since there is dirt on the floor you realize you are looking for certain things in a costume all the men are wearing the same thing. They're and, wearing these booties that are uh, cloth booties. And like, and like, um, and the women, and, and the women, and the women are short skirts, short skirts, blouses, blouses, barefoot, barefoot. All the women are barefoot in this movie. And I, I looked at you and said, "Darling, do you notice this?" And she's like, "No." And oh, I noticed the female, the two females, the two trophies the two trophies in this were barefooted in a nice dress yeah but all the women are that way but when they brought back the 
women again for the jury the jury selection crap. I'm like, yeah, they're barefooted. All of them are barefoot. All the men have shoes. All the women are barefoot. They're not shoes. They're like the stuff that we put over top Burlap of... Burlap sacks. It does not matter. They're shoes. They're foot coverings. They're foot coverings that you put over top of... Um, but construction here's the thing. people put over top of their and boots. here's here's like the 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 argument that goes against this rate uh this civilization being misogynistic that the jury was all women all women sat on this jury to sit over the man and i wonder if it's like some sort there is like a ritualized gender inequality like genders deal with things in a different way or maybe there's like women just serve on juries and that's what the civilization does but here's the thing now we get into the whole point of why this the shoes thing was weird but then after this guy after our hero is found guilty of being a dick his sentence is to stay on Rayton for his whole rest of his natural life but you will be happy we have a happy society, and you may choose between these two women as for your wife, to be your wife, and to have your children. And I'm like, what First thing, the he's hell? alien. You're an alien. Yeah. Number one, this, you're not the same species, okay? Number one. Number two, who the F are you to presume that you can just marry off these two women and that they would be interested in sleeping with and having the babies of this alien invader to your planet. This comes out of nowhere. And both the women are excited looking. They are excited to be married off and to have alien hybrid babies. It's really Even up. though one of them, his daughter... Yeah, one of them is his daughter. Yeah. Sison's daughter is supposed to be engaged to this other guy yeah who is kind of the antagonist in this because this other guy's really pissed off that suddenly his sort of fiance has been promised to this alien dude like out of nowhere why would you do that out of nowhere what was the other one the one with the upside down pyramid things we had that same oh that was all filmed in texas yeah well, we that, that was that was like a future thing, wasn't it? Like that was the future. Uh, yeah, but why would you just promise your daughter to somebody you don't even know? Like, I, you don't know if this guy's like a, a psychopath. You don't know if he's going to beat your. Well, daughter. I can understand that society, that one with the upside down pyramids, because they didn't have genetics. They needed new genetics but, into. Yeah, it. because their whole society was falling apart through lack of babies, but. In this society, they don't mention anything about like lack no, of children. No, but the, they have the problem that their society is so primitive now, is because they. Oh had, yeah, 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 yeah! You get to explain this. You get to explain this. They had too much free time and was creating. Uh, they were. They, they were, had so much technology and they had they had advanced so far that that they had too much free time on their hands. And they decided to become violent to fill up that free time. And what else? They decided to be violent and basically assholes to each other. Yes, basically. So that's not that you had free time. That's just that you decided to be an asshole. Yeah, it's in your free time, you decided to be dicks. That's the kind of society that you are. Hey, you know what? Uh, I have like a lawnmower to help me mow my lawn. I saved an hour instead of reading a book and bettering myself with more knowledge i'm just gonna go and punch my neighbor or i'm gonna pick up a gun and just start shooting people that's basically what they decide that, that, that they explained how their society was so they decided to get rid of all technology except their for their gravity technology that they use to move their chicken nugget around and their food replicators yeah, and they they have these beds that are look like um, marble. They're just slabs of rock. Slabs of rock. So these people have basically converted their society into forced primitivism to be miserable. So and they feudalism. And feudalism, because they're they're ruled by like these autocrats. Um, 
just because they're such dicks to each other that they so can't handle having a calculator. So who's to say the jury isn't already defined as what they're going to say before it even comes in? It's very possible. Okay, so at this point in the movie, I paused it and I looked at Darlene and I said, this is the anti-Star Trek. This has too much free time. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, like in Star Trek, technology like uplifts humanity. It gives us all the free time. It's what you decide to do with your time, your free time. You don't need to toil away at menial labor to just eat or have a roof over your head. You can do what you feel betters yourself and society. If but if you wanted to, you could do menial labor and grow vegetables. Because Darlene, you said that like, Oh, if I had just food replicators and I didn't have to work my, you know, in, in this menial job that I have. Yeah. I'd garden. That's menial I'd garden, work, right? But I'd you do, would, you would do it because I would it's, do the, the knitting that I do and the, uh, you would sewing. write. I'd be doing writing. See, and I, I would write, I would do research. I would write games for people. I would do reviews like this, which I hope contribute to some people's happiness out there. You know, I would I would take care of animals because I would find animals interesting. I would want to go out and just explore the world and enjoy the different cultures that are there on our earth. But these people have all the free time that Star Trek could give you. This 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 utopian they society had. they had it. And they decided Nope, that's just too much of a good thing. And we started just killing ourselves because we had too much free time. And we decided we, as a society that we would be dicks. I um, inhaled my beer. Yeah, you inhaled your beer because we're ranting about this movie. But this society is so awful. Where would, how did the writers come up with that? It's the anti-Star Trek. I and See, this is before Star Trek. Though, how did like, they come up with this, the idea that just with people having more this has got to be an anti-union thing I, no no i don't know I or don't know. an anti can't give people freedom you know the oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. keep these, people keep people in their place because here's the thing captain chapman agrees with them oh and that made me mad he agrees he's like you know you're right i see that in our own society on earth that we have too much free time and we're just being dicks to each other screw you Actually, so, I, I used so, a, a, a stronger word than screw okay. when I was watching this so, movie. <laughs> so you're going to work all your, your people 12 hours a day and... And then they go to sleep on rock slabs. With sometimes having a cushion. I mean, they don't lay on the cushion. The cushion's for their head. They sleep on rock slabs. Yep. They're kept in servitude. With on no shoes, with the women with no shoes, and they're promised to we, random men to have children. We had better conditions of living in the Dark Ages. Are we supposed to look up to these aliens as something that are I heroic? didn't. No, these are assholes. These are villains. Oh, and then it gets worse because uh, um, the guy that is being taken, the next thing of the scenes is... The guy that is getting his his fiance taken away from him. Yeah. He sees oh. Chapman. Um, fl- well, not flirting, I won't say, but getting to know the both of the girls. So I just wrote wrote his name down as Dickhead. Dickhead says Chapman has been forcing himself on both women. He hasn't. No, he hasn't. I think it's heavily implied that he has slept with one of the girls, the girl that can talk, whatever her name is. I don't think so. Um, it's, I think they made it. They've been sleeping in the same room on the same bed. Darlene's looking at me. You have to agree. That's what's implied. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 
18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's what's implied. So so you're saying I had sex with my sister because I slept in the same no, room I'm as my sister. No, I'm saying that he, they have been promised to him, one of them. They are sleeping in the same bed. He's half naked half the time. And she's waiting on him hand and foot. Most people are half naked in that society except for the elder. True. I would say in my mind, it was clear that they were sleeping together. Okay. In mine, it wasn't. Okay. It's... So take that how you will, folks. So Dickhead says that he's been forcing himself on both women. So he is then challenged. Chapman is challenged to a duel of bravery. The duel is basically a, a stick that they push against each other that they have to force each other onto these gravity plates. Because remember, like, the two pieces of technology that they have kept are food replicators and gravity technology, so they can move their asteroid around. Yeah, and they still have the technology of the genetic engineering that they do, because she doesn't have to eat as much as he does. Oh, yeah, they gene-engineered themselves. That's true. They, They barely need any food. I And, and uh, it's a bur- barren... Yeah, it's a barren asteroid. It's not like there's life there. It's just rock. All right. So yeah, they're they're basically replicating food out of rocks. They must they must have some sort of life support system. I just that was a bad decision to to, to jump onto this asteroid and go for a ride. No, that's their planet. It's this is what they've had. Okay, so here we here, here, okay. They have this fight, and I'm humming the freaking Star Trek fight music. But Chapman wins trying to Chapman wins, but he doesn't push him on dickhead onto the plate. Um, He refuses to kill the guy. And later dickhead comes into Chapman's room with a knife to his throat and they have a good laugh because dickhead isn't going to kill Chapman. He's going to help him get off this rock so he can have his woman. Smart. I hate these people. I hate all of them. I know. I hate all, you know, Darlene, Who is a likable character in this movie? I'll give you one character that has actual lines. Well, more than a couple lines of dialogue. The the, the colonel. I didn't even like the colonel. The colonel actually cares about his personnel. That's it. That's like the only person. Because you can't say that Chapman's a decent human being. Not with the way he's reacting to it. Yeah, he thinks he's trapped on this planet. And he's pretty pissed off about being trapped here. But he's okay kind of choosing between two women that are kind of forced upon him. That's why I don't think he actually had any relations that he was. I think she was pushing him. He seems to be fine with it though. Like, mm. uh, anyway, we then learn that these people, these Raytons have enemies. They're called the Solarites. Solarites. Now, interesting costume for the Solarites. Um, the Solarites attack and they are said to be on a solar satellite. What does that mean? Okay, the only way I can kind of interpret it is that there is a asteroid circling the sun very close, and they all live there. They're the same size, aren't they? Well, we don't know. That's the thing, because you get compressed if you come here. We never really see their true size. They could be freaking 40 feet tall compared to us when they're in their environment. Like, I don't know. Who knows? This is all confusing. They attack, um, and the Raytons say they will attack, eventually they will attack Earth. Um, Chapman is taken to see a Solarite prisoner, and the Solarites attack again. The Raytons attack back. Uh, the Solarites fire into the asteroid and free the prisoner that's being held there, the the, the Solarite prisoner. Uh, the Raytons use a gravity Because beam. their gravity uh, wall is created by gravity. So when they're starting oh, to oh. use all their gravity to to dodge out of the way and all this. They're, the prison wall is not, it's a force field, but it's it's only sort of made by gravity. The way that, that uh, they promised the, woman number one explains it is that they compress all the atoms 
together into a solid barrier using gravity where there's no room between. And that's why when they were doing all this stuff with the gravity, it weakened and he was able to get out. Yes, but effectively she's describing that they make neutronium walls. That okay. Anyway, uh, the Solarian, uh, Solariton, Solarian kidnaps Zora, the mute woman. That's that's promised woman number two. It then kills the judge, and the men push the Solarian onto the gravity plate, killing him. It doesn't like squish or anything like that. He just kind of fades away. Uh, Dickhead says he's going to pilot the asteroid, well, phantom planet, the chicken nugget, close to the moon. So what will happen is um, they will send out a signal that says that Chapman's body is here and still alive. So a rocket from the lunar base will come and land. They'll let them land, and he will be picked up and brought back to Earth. So they said, okay, no problem. Um Zora the mute woman can suddenly speak after the attack because it's like scared the speech back into her. And she gives him a rock. I know Darlene's smacking her head. Uh, he, uh, she gives him a rock and he just says, F you, I'm gone. And gets into a suit, grows back to his normal size. After kissing her. After kissing her. And he gets picked up by the rocket and he holds his little pebble in his hand on the, the rescue rocket going, they'll never believe me. Um, I wouldn't tell him either. I wouldn't tell a damn thing about this. This is all insane. The end. Actually, it doesn't say the end. It says the, the beginning. beginning. And then I punch. I want to punch the TV after watching it. Now, we have griped an incredible amount talking about the plot of this movie. It's a it's a kind of a... Uh, Here's the of, thing. There are I things that bored. work. I wasn't bored in this movie. You're never bored. Okay, so what works is the pacing. The pacing of this movie is actually really well done. You're never bored watching. You're always trying to figure out what's going on, though. You're always confused, but you're always engaged while being confused. Does that make sense? What else works, darling? Come on. We have more. There has to be more in this. Thing. Not the costumes of the people on... on uh, Rayton. No, 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 no. Um, Those were, I could have made, I could have taken down curtains and made better. Okay. I will say, even if they were reused, the sets were good. The rocket set, like the cockpit. But we already told you that they were already reused. Even if it was reused, I'm still going to give credit where credit's due. They used good sets. Even the the moon base looked pretty good. But the asteroid with the people, no. No. No, that was awful. Those were just bad sets. Uh, I'll say the beds that they slept on actually looked good. They looked like marble, like really nicely polished stone. Yeah, but I wouldn't sleep on a no. marble. No, they were they're literally rock hard. Um, but it's the question of whether you'd sleep on a on, on dirt. I'd rather sleep on dirt. It'd be it'd be softer. You would think if they have gravity control that they could just have like zero gravity sleeping arrangements. Which would be soft. But that would probably give them too much free time, Darlene. That would give them too much free time and they would start killing each other. I didn't see anything and anyone doing anything except standing around there. They have too much free time, Darlene. They need to have their gravity taken away. What the hell do they do for work? I don't know. That's one of the things that came up, but they never said what jobs he was going to give. He did get a job. He did get a job. He was supposed to work on the gravity drive, even though he has no skill in that. And remember, he threw his pencil across the room saying, I can't work like this. I've never even seen how the gravity drive works. And that's when they show him the gravity drive and how like the the chicken nugget can just like change direction in space instantly. Remember the in the expanse when Eros just changes directions and everyone's like, holy crap, how did that happen? And they, they go into the whole explanation of um, somehow, some way, they were dumping inertia into heat of some sort. Like, it, it raised this instant direction change that Eros pulls. Ended up being transferred into heat. It, like, raised the temperature of Eros by X amount. But they were still shocked with the fact that Eros could just change its direction like that. But here, man, they're just like, 
eh, waving some hands and the chicken nugget just moves wherever it wants to. Over top of broken glass. Okay, so why is it a phantom planet? Anyone can see it. It doesn't have a cloaking field. It can move in a weird way, sure, but anyone can see it. So it's, it's not small. really a... It, is it small? I guess it is, sort of. I mean, it's small compared to the moon. It's still a dinosaur killer asteroid. Nobody can see it from Earth or the moon, and it's sitting... It's Never sitting mind. right there. I know, it's sitting right there. It's 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 just hovering around the moon all the time. Why is it hovering around the moon? Who knows? Here's the thing. It used to be a full-size planet. From where? From where? Did it come from another solar system? Did it did it is it like Mondas that it that it was like here in in our Earth solar system? You're making more out of this movie than it really is. There's a lot that doesn't work in this movie. A lot. Yes. We've already talked about a ton, but what's your top thing that does not work? Even if we've already said it, what's your top thing? Because there are so many things that don't work. The barefooted females. God, I hated that. Just because it, it felt really sexist. And they're barefoot and being promised to men to have babies. That just seems really skeevy. Like, immediately. This whole society feels like pervs. Like, like misogynistic pervs. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. Um, I would say my top thing that doesn't make sense is, well, the, the top thing that does not work is any of the science in this. It is so bonkers weird when they try to explain it and they take the time to try to explain it, but it's just so garbage. It's garbage. And so is their social... Uh, too much free time. Free time because we just decided to kill each other. No, that it means you're dicks. Die in a fire. Like, I don't know. Um, do we recommend it, darling? <laughs> We're not, I'm trying to find, like, I don't want to be so negative about it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As bad as it was, like you said, you're never bored watching it. It yeah. is entertaining. It is entertaining. Um... I don't think the acting's good. The plot isn't good. The science isn't good. Uh, the morals of it aren't good. They like tried to put too many pieces of other stories and stuff, like the little people. That's uh, Gilbert. Oh, uh, Gulliver's. Gulliver's travels. Yeah, they're the Lily Putins. Or with they, I ever pronounce it. With space. Okay, there are in 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 theory, there are like two or three ideas in this movie that could have worked. Two or three ideas. Okay. Okay, a wandering planet with an ancient species on it. Interesting idea. It's it's come into the solar system to escape its enemies, like the sol solarites. Okay, the solarites. They're hunting them down. Interesting concept. At its base, that's fine, right? humans end up encountering them and getting involved in the battle. Okay. Interesting idea. Like that at its core right there, you could make a modern science fiction movie out of that and make it interesting. Earth gets caught between two warring species of advanced aliens. One is a dick and the other is a dick. You got to choose between these two. Well, you don't even have to. It's just like the, the the astronauts that encounter them have to choose between them. And they really don't end up having a choice because one's more warlike than being a dick and the other ones are dicks. So they don't become warlike. It's still, you. that's an intro. Those are interesting ideas. The movie just does not, it does not follow through. It does not do these ideas well. It does not do them justice. I do not recommend this movie, but but it's a light not recommendation because, like you said, you're entertained all the way through the movie. It has good sets. There's always something happening, and the scenes, like, scenes follow scenes. There's an actual story happening. Like, it's not like you're suddenly completely lost as to what's happening. Everything makes sense plot-wise. So 
I don't recommend it because it is generally the aliens are just awful people. The astronaut is an awful person. Everyone is just kind of terrible. And none of the science makes sense. But the story, it's well their, paced. Their society kind of makes me think of there's a extreme group that won't even walk without sweeping in front of them in case they step on a bug. And I'm like, you're sweeping the bug. Uh, do I have to explain this one? You're going to hurt the, the insect that you might have stepped on by sweeping it. Use your technology. Just choose not to be dicks. Like, you have the choice. You have Obviously, the they don't have the choice because all one person makes the choice. Well, now, because I guess they don't like having the choice themselves of what to do. Because they all chose to be dicks back in the day. And just try to kill themselves. See, I, that's what I don't like Does about... Does that make them a fascist in the way? Are they fascist? I don't think they're fascist. What would they be then? Because of... Well... I would say they're a feudalist. They're an authoritarian... They're authoritarian. Um, but they're... You would say that they're generally a benevolent authoritarianism? Because it's not like the society overall... But it's a patriarchal... Is it? Again, all the women were on know. the jury. We don't know about that. What I would say is that it seems to be an authoritarian society through choice rather than being forced on them by the autocrat or the per the dictator in charge. It seems but it, you couldn't choose not to. You couldn't choose not to, but it seems like it's a choice still. It, it, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. They don't go into enough details in their society to actually be able to say for certain one so, way or another. The, the good thing about this, this movie is it's made us think about a lot of things. Sure. And, and how, how the original series of Star Trek did it so much better in, in many well, ways. It's, it's, it's not even that. It's just that it made us, the, the good thing is it's brought out a lot of, controversy between what it was doing so it made us think and go this is not how a society like that would Should actually function. work because i could see more of the, the culture that would be a technology that the culture would kind of have what do you mean the the series that's culture i know what you're talking the about ability the ability to just change gravity and stuff like that and well i mean the Federation has gravity control, too. It's I mean, it, it all depends on you can't you can't really compare science fiction series or technology like. But you wouldn't go this to that extreme of you can't everybody. Ha nobody can have any free time because you're going to kill yourselves. If, if their society is. So that hell bent, yeah, that violent and so hell bent on wiping each other out that the only way to stop them from killing themselves is to give no one free time because they're literally that violent and awful. That's not the kind of society that you want to be a part of. Um, and controlling that through just misery and toil just seems to be counterproductive. But maybe for their society toil is good you know like hardship is good but then again that means their society is incredibly alien and i don't understand it like beehive I, maybe i don't know sorry we're, we're babbling folks but yeah as darlene said at the very least this movie was not boring and it has brought out discussions with with us between us just trying to figure out figure this out or talking about how the movie could have been improved. So I, it's a light, not recommendation for me, darling. That's that's for me too. A light, not recommendation. What, what, what would you give it out of 10? Four, four. Uh, see, I would give it about a three, but again, not, not the worst movie we've seen by any means. This actually had entertainment value. So, I mean, if you, if you don't care about the bad science, if you're like, okay, I'll just, I'm happy to have complete BS science. Or BS social commentary. Then fine. Hey, go with this movie. Yeah, that, then, I, then I'd fully recommend it because it is entertaining. So we'll, we'll leave it there, folks. Um, 
next episode's what? 129? I don't know what we're going to do. No. Nope. Maybe maybe a Hammer movie. I don't know. Maybe another werewolf movie. You still got to do that uh, one that I keep pouring no, out. I don't want to do that one yet. I don't want to. What Not the do? musical. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we have lots of Wolfman movies. We have lots of Hammer films left to go. And I want to get through the Wolfman movies. And I'm, I'm sticking a tongue out at him. Yeah, well, I'm Aaron. And I'm Darlene. Good evening. And keep watching the skies. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night.